Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Good morning, Gateway Life Church. Such a privilege to be bringing God's word and God's heart to you again via video. Pastor Jason and I have chatted and one day we'll make it there, Sally and I, for a weekend and looking forward to that, seeing you all, meeting you in person. But for now, I am grateful that technology and distance doesn't limit God speaking and God moving. So let me pray and let's get right into what I feel is on Father's heart for us. Father, this is your time. Oh, you are doing so many wonderful things. Lord, you've got plans, you've got purposes, and there is no enemy. There is no situation, circumstance, attack of the enemy that can stop your plans for your people and through your people. So I'm asking Spirit of the Most High God that you would speak with clarity today in Jesus' name. Amen. As I was praying, I just felt the Holy Spirit dropped this phrase into my mind. In the natural, there is uncertainty. But in the spiritual, there is clarity. God is not confused. Let me say that again. In the natural, there is uncertainty. In our world, there is uncertainty. But in the spiritual realm, where we are called to live and operate from, there is clarity. Because God is not confused. And I believe that God is looking for some people who will hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Not just what the world, the media, the circumstances are saying, but what is the Spirit saying to the church. But equally, I believe God is also looking for people who will wholeheartedly obey all that the Spirit is saying to the church. It's not enough to hear what the Spirit is saying. God needs some people who wholeheartedly heartedly obey all wholeheartedly obey all that the spirit is saying to the church god dropped a phrase into my heart very very clearly for you and i want to lean into it speak into it and i believe that god is going to make it very clear at the end of our time together why he is saying it to you as a church and to you as individuals so come let's open god's word as god starts to speak Here's the phrase that the Lord gave to me today for you as a church and for you as individuals. Here it is. The mark of maturity. The mark of maturity. Spiritual maturity is not measured. Let's, let's talk about that for a moment. It is not measured by the length of time that you have been saved. It is not measured by how often you go to church. It's not measured by how many scriptures that you can quote. It is not measured by how much you serve at church or what you have done for God in the past. Too many times people pride themselves on these measurements, these achievements, these lengths of time. Length of time is not a mark of maturity. But let me tell you what is the mark of maturity. Spiritual maturity is measured by the gap between hearing God and obeying God. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. I pray that he will speak to us all. Spiritual maturity is measured by the gap, the gap, the distance, the time measurement between hearing God and obeying God. In other words, it's how quickly do we do what God has told us to do? That is the mark of maturity. I want to go to the book of Genesis chapter 22. And we're going to read the first 12 verses. 
It's a story that you know so well if you've been around church for a while. And even if you haven't, maybe you've heard of Abraham and Isaac. And I want us to go there. And please, I want you to lean in deeply because even though we know the story, God wants to say something profound to us today. We're going to read from verse 1 in Genesis 22. I pray that the Holy Spirit is stirring right now. I release your Holy Spirit to stir the hearts and the minds of your people as we lean in deeply to this, the mark of maturity. Verse 1, Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he said. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. I'm not sure there's ever been a command given to any person that is greater than this apart from God the Father with his very son, Jesus Christ, of which this is a prophetic um, foretelling of that event, but it was real to Abraham. Take your son and offer him at a place that I will show you. What a profound, uh, incomprehensible uh, command and instruction from God. So what does a man mean to do with this? What does Abraham do with this verse 3? Early the next morning. Profound, profound, deep. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and he loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offerings, he set out for the place God had told him about. This is so important. We're going to get to this later. He went to where God told him to go. Verse 4, on the third day. In other words, this wasn't a man just hear it and just straight away it was over. No, he he's spending hours, even days with this weighty instruction from God playing in his mind. And on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He still wasn't there. After three days carrying this heavy, heavy command of God with him, that he purposely and intentionally immediately set out on his journey of obedience. In verse 5, it said, he said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship who? The boy and I. We will worship and then we will come back to you. What was he not planning on? Obeying God? Well, stay with us here. I don't think it speaks about uh, a sign that he was going to disobey. It actually spoke of his confidence in the God that was giving the instruction. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and carried the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the offering? Verse 8, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about. Man, we see right through this story, Abraham's commitment to obeying what God has said while having a confidence in the nature and the character of God. God himself would provide a burnt offering. 
my son and the two of them went on together when they reached the place that God had told them about Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it he bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. He was fully committed to obeying what God had said. Verse 11, but all oh, the timely interventions of God, even when he asked us to do something that seems so impossible and even apparently contradicts the very nature of God, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Such a deep, rich, empowering, insightful scripture that has great, um, a great a measure for us today great insight great importance for us today i find myself asking how could abraham do this how could abraham take the son that god had promised and actually obey to the point of being willing to actually kill the promise that god had given and i felt god say the key to obeying god is trusting in the nature of god the key to obeying god is trusting in the nature of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17, verse 17, 18, and 19 says this, By faith Abraham, when God tested him, he offered Isaac as a sacrifice. And we need to understand, that's what he did. He went out on the journey. He took the time. He went up the mountain. He, he built the altar. He bound his son. He lifted up the night. He, he laid down his son's life. He sacrificed his son. And it says, he who embraced the promise. He had embraced the promise of God and the fact that God was going to give him a son through whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. He says, he who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. And then it says this profound statement, Abraham reasoned, Abraham reckoned, Abraham landed on this thought. He, this is where he landed that God could oh that God could I declare that God could even raise the dead even if he sacrificed his son and killed the promise because God had told him to do so he believed he reasoned he had a confidence that God could even raise the dead and so in a matter of speaking he did receive Isaac back from the dead our confidence and the key to hearing God and then obeying God which is the mark of maturity that gap between it immediately the next morning he got up he didn't delay the longer we delay the more likely we'll disobey the more uh, the more immediate that we say yes Lord even when we do not understand it is not that we just uh, are careless about this it's not that at all it's just that we trust the God who is speaking people of God 
I pray you hear the word of the Lord. The key to obeying God quickly is trusting, trusting in the nature of God, the one who is speaking. Don't get derailed by the commands of God or have your confidence in the one who is speaking. Lift up your eyes. Proverbs 3. Verse 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord. See, not in the promises, not in the commands, not in the instructions. Don't place your confidence in what God has said. Place your confidence in the one who is speaking. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. No, it's not our confidence in what God has said or in our ability to understand. There's no way that Abraham could have understood. None whatsoever. But he trusted in the Lord and he did not lean on his own understanding. Yet in all his ways, he submitted. He obeyed God. And God says, I will make your path straight. If your obedience is based on your understanding, you will disobey. Please hear the word of the Lord. Church, this is, I'm, 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 I'm heading towards what God really wants to say to you as a church and as individuals. If your obedience is based on your understanding, you will disobey. I will disobey. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, we, we read the very well-known statement, to obey is better than sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. What is God saying here? Doing what God has told you to do is better than trying to please God some other way. Too many times when God asks us something and it sounds impossibly large or impossibly difficult, what we do is we do something else to serve God and we think somehow that will please God. But to obey, to obey what? What God has said is better than to sacrifice for God. Here's my two questions. Have you taken the time to hear the voice of God? As a church, as individual, have you taken the time to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church? And number two, have you obeyed what God has told you to do? Have you obeyed what God has told you to do? Now, this is where I found myself asking this question. Why is the Lord highlighting this specific truth? For you today, Gateway Life Church, why is God saying this is so important? This mark of maturity is the gap between hearing what God is saying and obeying. The void of understanding, that we don't get derailed at the place of understanding. The Lord spoke to me very clearly, and this is where we're landing here today. Why, God, are you highlighting this today for us as a church and for us as individuals? And the Lord said, because I have some large steps of faith for them to take, both as a church and as an individual. The Lord God Almighty has some large, unreasonable, illogical, impossible, large, unreasonable, illogical, impossible steps of faith for you. Church, hear the word of the Lord. The obedience to this will not be based on your understanding. In fact, your understanding must not be the basis for your decisions moving forward. Hearing God and obeying God is the basis for your decisions. And it is the mark of your maturity. 
Everyone says they want a testimony, but we don't want the test. My dad has always said, everybody wants to walk on the water, but no, many people want to step out of the boat. I know that God has assigned miracles. God has assigned impossible things made possible to you as a church. Gateway Life Church, you're not called to be a good church, a nice church, or a pleasant church. You're called to be a kingdom advancing church. And I declare by the Spirit of the most high God that God is about to ask you to take some large steps of faith. I think even in the area of land and financial requirements, God is saying, I'm going to ask big things. Do not let logic determine your obedience. Do not let your understanding. No, trust in the Lord, the one who is speaking with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, in your personal life. Listen to me, husbands, wives, those that are single, those that are part of families, those that run businesses, God is saying, I want you to take steps of faith, but only ones in obedience. So take the time to say, God, I want to hear what your spirit is saying to the church. And the best way we can hear what the spirit is saying is to spend time saturated in God's word. God whispers most from God's word. And God wants us to hear what he is saying and then obey boldly. I declare that you are a people that are called to greater maturity and your maturity is in the gap between your hearing God and your obedience to God. Let me pray for you as we wrap up our time together. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people. God, I believe with all my heart, I see in the spirit right now, I see people taking giant leaps of faith. In fact, I see in my mind's eye, in my spirit's eye, people taking um, small steps, incremental steps, little steps. But then I see gateway like people taking what would be one step for every other person's 10 steps. You are called to large steps of faith, men and women of God. And you will hear the voice of the Lord if you turn aside to the burning bush, if you turn aside to hear the whispers of God, if you take time to feast in God's word, if you lay down your will, your rights, your desires and say, God, not my will, but yours be done. Speak, Lord. And then you say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Immediately we get up and we go with God. God is wanting to do. God says, if you obey without understanding, I will do the impossible, says the Lord God Almighty. I thank you for the fruit. I call it in and I release your blessing upon this mighty church and these mighty people. I say all this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God the Father and by the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. Bless your church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. It has been such a joy and privilege. And again, can't wait to see you in person. But hey, have a great, faith-filled, obedient week for the glory of God. Amen. Bless you, church. I was just reminded while uh, Pastor Steve was uh, uh, just ministering to us there that God had a great plan for the children of Israel. But most of us would know that the journey for the children of Israel into the promised land, what God had destined for them for generations, it took 40 years. Do you know that the actual journey was only supposed to take 11 days? 11 days versus 40 years. 
And so we know the Bible tells us that they did not enter, but they wandered around the same old mountain. And the Bible says it was because of their disobedience to God's word. You see, the mark of maturity is knowing what God's word says and then doing it, being quick to respond. I love what Pastor Steve shared. You see, when Abraham, you know, when God commanded Abraham, it says that he got up early the next day. And I love that. And I just want to share just a a quick word from Acts chapter 12, verses 5 to 7. And it says, And so Peter was kept in prison, but the church kept on praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains. And soldiers stood at the guard. They guarded the entrance as well. So, wow, wow, wow. Peter is surely bound, sleeping between two soldiers, bound with chains, and there were two guards at the entrance. But suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the prison, and the angel struck Peter on the side and woke him up. The angel said, Quick, arise! And Peter arose in obedience to the command from the angel. And the Bible says, And the chains fell off the wrists of Peter. I like that. I hope that we have ears to hear and eyes to see. You see, the angel said, Quick, arise. And so without question, like just imagine Peter was deep in sleep. He's been struck by the side. Quick, arise. He arose and the chains fell off. You see, now, in the natural order of things is, first of all, the chains fall off, then we get up. That's the natural order. But in the supernatural, we're called by God to respond quickly, to arise and to respond early. And when we do, the chains then fall off because of our obedience to God's message as we walk by faith. And so I just want to pray And then I want to give someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus today. Holy Spirit, I pray, just very simply, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for my sister. I thank you for these children of God. And may they just have ears to hear and eyes to see. And may they have a courageous heart that will willingly and quickly arise and obey according to the leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to time, volunteering in the house, when it comes to your talents, the gifts that God has given you for the purposes of others, and when it comes to your treasure, the the giving of finances, whether the Lord has told you to give $2 a week or more. And finally today, I want to give someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus, which is the greatest of all. For me, this is the greatest moment of all. Everything else has been so great. The worship, uh, the production, the team, the spirit of everything that's happening here. But really, this next few moments is the greatest of all. I remember when the Lord first began to draw me by the Holy Spirit. And I was a little bit unsure about faith. I was a little bit unsure about Jesus and about church. You could say that I found it a little bit difficult to trust. And that had everything to do with my upbringing. I'm not saying it was all entirely bad, but let's just say there were trust issues. Let's just say that my mind got in the way of my faith journey. 
You see, this is a faith journey. It's really like uh, the, the story that I read out with Peter. In the natural order of things, we want the chains to fall off. And then our mind says, now you can go. But in the supernatural order of things, the Lord says, go, and then the chains fall off. You see, when we step out, he causes us to walk on the water. Like Pastor Steve said, everyone wants to walk on the water, but who wants to step out of the boat? Why don't you take a risk today and step out of the boat? Why don't you take your next step? Perhaps I'm talking to someone today who has tried so much. You've gone from one relationship to the next. Perhaps you're, I don't know, looking for love and all the wrong faces and places, and it's just not lighting you up on the inside. Perhaps you were like me. Life was rather successful uh, by worldly standards before I came to know Jesus, but it just left me feeling empty, uh, no matter what goal or prize I achieved. But then I heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I responded to a prayer just like the one that I'm going to get you to pray in just a moment. And when I was invited to pray this prayer, I, I have to say that, and most of my uh, church family have heard this story, I was reluctant. I, my mind was getting in the way, and yet my heart was yearning. Sometimes it takes a while for the mind to catch up with what the heart already knows. It can take a little while for the soul to catch up, the soul of man to catch up with what the spirit of the man already knows. And so I simply want to invite you to pray this prayer after me. And it's a prayer that asks Jesus to forgive us of all our sins. And so I will pray and then I'll invite you to pray after me. Would you like to do that? Do you feel that it would be a good time to come back to Jesus? Uh, either for the first time, um, to come back to your creator, the original designer of who you are, your identity, your purpose and your destiny? Or is it a good time to rededicate your life and give him a little bit more of you? Give him a little bit more so that you might be able to say like John the Baptist, that I must decrease and he must increase. Well, the way that he increases is for us to decrease. Is it a good time for you today? Would you like to do that with me? Would you like to pray this prayer? If that's you, then please pray this prayer after me. Dear Father in heaven, I come before you today and I simply ask that you would forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse my heart and purify my soul. This day, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and my soon coming King. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, there should be a link coming up in the uh, chat right now. Would you consider uh, just clicking on that and just filling that in? And one of our team will be in touch with you. Uh, we just want you to know that uh, we just want to help you. Please consider doing that. Uh, once again, why don't you also uh, consider filling in the uh, online connect card. And so we hope that you've enjoyed today's broadcast. But finally, let me pray for you right now. And then we'll close today's service. And so, Father, uh, we simply say thank you for this time. We thank you for the technology. Lord, I want to say thank you for my team. 
Uh, without them, um, we couldn't do what we do here. Lord, there are so many gifts and so many talents that my wife and I, we just don't have. But because of a, a great team, too many names to mention, we get to do what we get to do here. And I thank you, Lord, for them, that they are blessed both here on site and online. And, uh, but Lord, I particularly pray for all of those who prayed that prayer today. Just strengthen their faith. And Lord, for all of us, continue to give us, we pray, ears to hear, eyes to see, and a courageous heart that will willingly and quickly obey. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I just want to say God bless you so much. Thanks for joining us uh, from Africa, India, uh, Queensland, uh, Mornington Peninsula, uh, Wodonga, Thaguna, East Aubrey. Shout out to my wife. I love you. See you soon. And uh, again, God bless. Thanks, team. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.